Alrighty then. Well, it appears that nobody's going to get to see my beautiful ugly mug here tonight because uh, my camera doesn't want to work. It's tired. Yeah, well, no, I it's I forgot to go through the computer and turn off all the crap your brothers were, were using when they uh, were here last. Uh-huh. They load up all their games and it loads up all kinds of shit. And I just, I should know better. Well, that computer did start its life out as a gaming computer, so. Well, it is a gaming computer, but, you know, the problem is, is that it's, if you leave too much shit running, it, it they interfere with each other. Yeah. All right, let's get this show on the road. It's episode 60. No, it's not 60. Let's wind that back <laughs> and do it one more bloody time. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Where the fuck you happen to be out there on the globe today? Coming to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of the Cowichan Valley. It's episode 78 of Tavern Talk, and we have a great show for you. It is long survival. Don't forget the chickens. With even more bad news the past couple of weeks from the markets, cows dying, food supplies getting cut off, rising costs, fuel costs, the time for planning and long-term survival is now. And you don't want to forget your chickens. After all, it's not all doom and gloom. We have lots of great tips, some good old bitching and complaining here at the tavern. I suggest that you... Come on in, out of the dark, settle down by the fire, have a drink, and fall down some rabbit holes with us. Absolutely, and we have all kinds of rabbit holes for you tonight. Remember, folks, we're trying to make this into a value-for-value value show, something that if we provide you any value whatsoever, whether it be entertainment, whether it be fun, useful information, whatever, floats your boat. You know, why are you here listening to us if you're not enjoying the show? Oh, we also are willing to provide a great place to troll along. Well, there's that too. You can come in here to Odyssey and troll along to your heart's content, man. We would love to have some trolls in there. It would add, add to the uh, entertainment for the show. Especially but, after each of us has had a couple shots. Yeah, well, but that value, what we need, you know, if you find value in it, please kick us some value back. And that value can be time, talent, or treasure. And we would really like your treasure because right now we need... We'll find uses for your for your talent in other ways, too. Just think of something. We'll happily do it. With that, as usual, we start the show with our spiritual reading. Tonight's spiritual reading is a long one. I didn't realize this oh, until I, I didn't realize this when I chose it. I just like, yeah, well, but I'm willing to bet it's going to be semi-appropriate. It is from oh, the book of John, chapter 8. Verse 1 to 59. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again unto the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commandeth us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might, ha might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, 
let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came, and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come, and whither I go. Yea, judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me bear witness of me. Then he say unto them, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then saith they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say, to judge of you. But he, he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father have taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father have not left me alone, for I do always these things that please him. And he spake these words, many believe him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my world, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, And we be Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free? Jesus answered unto them, Verily, 
Verily I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house for ever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that have told you the truth, which I have not heard of God, this did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornications, we have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceedeth forth and come from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are your father of the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convince me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan, and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not mine, mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily I say unto you, If a man keep me saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil, Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep me saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar, like unto you. But I know him, and keep his saying, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. Then the Jews said unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. That was an actually interesting one. Yeah, it really was. There's several. There? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, there are several passages in there that were uh, 
you hear about a lot. Like he did you know, the first stone, he did it was without sin. You know, I had a thought during that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, if I have random thoughts while you read, I tend to write them out in the chat area. Yeah. Random thought is is it possible that Jesus has already come multiple times and we just shoved him into a psych ward? It is quite possible. Why not? Like, I mean, even the most devout religious people tend to not believe when somebody proclaims that they are Jesus reborn. Even if they say they are from immaculate conception and the woman can, like, prove that she's never had sex somehow because her hymen is still intact or something. Well, it wouldn't be intact people after she believe. gave birth. <laughs> well, no. But her hymen would be intact while she's pregnant, which there are plenty of ways to do that, too. But yeah. my point being here that it's entirely possible that we've already had uh, Jesus come back like 50 times. Because if we go with a, a lot of the older belief systems where time is a wheel that keeps spitting the same souls out for, for changing the pattern of the universe, mm -hmm. we've probably already had him multiple times and you just have wound up in a psych ward. No, could very well be. An could. interesting thought. Could very well be. Who knows? All right. Well, there's our spiritual reading. Now, we do have a couple of really amusing videos tonight. Excellent. I love these. And the first one is, yeah, teenage roosters are like males all over the planet. <laughs> Watch closely. Oh, we need volume. We have to have volume. we got to start this beginning. There we go. Uh, hang on. It's not showing up in the uh, chat. Oh, it's no. Sorry. There it is. What do you mean it's not it's showing? Just, oh, I, I shared my. I, I expected to be. Sorry. I, I shared my screen with you. You don't need to chat. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Makes me laugh every time. Of course, I didn't hear anything. Uh, what was the sound? Well, you couldn't hear the sound. Oh, that's no, sucks. unfortunately. Oh, it was a rooster crowing. He started crowing, uh, and he continued to crow until he fucking fell over. <laughs> I was wondering why he fell over. That's awesome. Yeah, he crowed. <laughs> he crowed himself to fall fall over. Well, that's a shame. You can't hear the sounds from it. Let's see if I can fix that. Let's try this again. Let's see. Can you, can you hear the sound now? No. No? Okay. Let's see here. I want to check something here. Let's see if I can fix that because that's just too funny to not hear the sound. No, no, no sound. Yeah, well, I'm looking at something here. Hang on. All right. <laughs> Okay, come on. Where's that? I wonder how often this Risha does that for them to have caught it on video. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say how often a rooster does it, but that's all kind of weird that it's not that it's not producing any audio that's being shared to you because we need that audio when we get to the TikToks. Let me see. Let me see where the sound is being transmitted. On Hear it. I only heard it for a second. I heard it and then it was gone. That was weird. 
Okay, Honestly, it reminds me of toddlers holding their breath till they fall down. Oh, wait a sec. Let's try this one. No, for some reason, it's not kicking the sound over to, uh, it's not kicking the sound over to, uh, what's it called it? But it's kicking the sound. Hang on, let me check. Okay, the sound's being kicked up to, uh, the sound is being kicked up to the uh, Odyssey, so we'll leave it there. Hopefully. Okay. Good enough. You'll have to see it on Odyssey, I guess, to, to really get I've heard point. roosters enough to imagine it, and it's just funny. <laughs> it made me howl the first time I saw it. I, it's like, and then, of course, as I'm scrolling through, this is a whole Twitter feed of people and their crazy roosters. <laughs> where's, uh, where's the really good ones? There was a whole bunch of them in here. No, not that one. There's a whole bunch in here. Why is it? That well, maybe just that many people have posted since then. Yeah, well, that's probably it. Oh, well, we'll screw that. All right, and we have <laughs> one more crazy video. And this one is just great. You don't even need sound for this one. Jeez. <laughs> the guy Whoever was says pans are not a weapon does not have a cast iron pan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Beat the shit out of a crocodile and chased it away. I always thought that one was hilarious. <laughs> and of course, where where else on the planet do you think that happened? Uh Florida and I'm not sure where else crocodiles and alligators are. Australia. Australia, yes. Where else would you find somebody smacking a crocodile on top of the head with a fucking pad? <laughs> Florida and Australia, I guess. <laughs> a place where they're as common as raccoons. Oh, absolutely. They're they're downright more common than raccoons. Although, okay. do raccoons live where alligators live? Beats the hell out of me. I imagine they'd make nice snacks for the, rac or for the alligators. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Hmm. So... Let's wander into, since we're having so much fun with chickens, let's go talk about baked Thai chicken. <laughs> Thai farmers are feeding their chickens cannabis to cut antibiotic use. <laughs> hey, that works. I just thought it was funny. What does it do for the chicken? Is it actually positive or is it it's, just to fill their stomachs? They have found it to be a positive in Thailand. They were having some problems with... um. um um, to get their chickens off antibiotics, and so they started feeding them cannabis. Oh, they were they were being ravaged by avian bronchitis, and they were giving mm. them antibiotics. It wasn't helping. Well, the place where they were growing these chickens, they also grew pot. So they thought, well, let's feed our chickens some pot and see if it helps. <laughs> Whatever works. And sure, shit, it actually helps according to their experiments. You know, there's not official experiments, but hey, it sounds like a good plan to me. Well, cannabis has a lot of medicinal uses that we aren't fully aware of as a general population because it's been outlawed for so freaking long. Well, it used to be it used to be actually part of our diet indirectly because really? it well it grew wild everywhere. And where cows graze, cows would cows would graze on it. Animals would graze on pot. Hmm. So indirectly it was part of our diet. Cuz it would it would end That's up in their meat. 
And when it was outlawed, they destroyed it everywhere. They made damn well sure it couldn't grow anywhere. Even as well, a I know that I know that cannabis has anti-inflammatory properties and stomach settling properties. Like it has a lot of really good medicinal properties mm -hmm. to it that you don't need to get stoned to, eat, to take advantage of. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's I, just I, a lot of fun to get stoned. And even <laughs> even hemp, you know, and most of, most of it comes from hemp. You know, using hemp has a uh, has a lot of the same properties as marijuana. It just doesn't get you high. Yeah, and hemp is so freaking versatile, and it grows so fast. Mm -hmm. Man, if you want to be able to have things like paper and rope, have a yeah. hemp field. You can yeah. you can harvest that thing through, like two times a year. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But Amazing. The forest industry got their way, and here we yeah. are. Whoever, whoever has the bigger wallet. Yep. Fun facts about chicken eggs that most people don't know. I used to get a lot of double eggs, so I imagine we'll get some double eggs uh, coming soon when we uh, start getting real chicken eggs. Double yolk Probably. eggs. Probably get some with blood in it, too. Only if we have a rooster. Ah. Because that's a, that's a spot that indicates it's a fertilized egg. Ah. That's all that is. If you don't have a rooster, you won't get that. You got to have a rooster. Well, apparently to... you accidentally have a rooster. Well, we're not <laughs> sure yet. We're not sure. It'll be another two or three weeks before we know for sure whether I have a rooster. And if I have a rooster, I'm going to keep it and hope my, none of my neighbors complain. Because if none of my neighbors complain, then I, I'm good to go. Well, and that depends on if your neighbor next door's rooster and your rooster get into a growing well, argument. Well, that's true. I know that <laughs> I know I know that one of the, the neighbors here has a rooster. Because I've heard mm -hmm. it. it's just not a very noisy rooster. You know, and these are some good facts about eggs. You know, the, the different color and yolk, the darker the yolk, means they're getting fed better. Oh. That's all it is. And it also, you can control the yolk color by making it brighter or orange by feeding them certain things. Like if you feed them dandelions, you can get a bright yellow oak yolk. Things like singing nettles, alfalfa, and corn can all turn the yolk brighter if the hen is eating it often. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. Feed your feed your chickens to get different, slightly different colored yolks. Yeah, everyone thinks every egg is a baby chicken. No, not so it's much. Not mostly we eat chicken periods. Yep, we eat chicken periods. We're eating the we're eating the chicken periods. Yep. And they have sometimes a sometimes we'll eat a baby chicken, but that is so rare. Yeah, well. If, if it's a fertilized egg, it might be, it, it could have developed into a baby chicken. So technically it's an embryo then. Yeah. You know, that's pretty rare. Usually you're just eating chicken, chicken period. Well, if you're buying your, both it, my girls love to talk about to, to my guy friends, cause most of them get pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just think, man, if, if, if women, if, if, uh, if human women had to go through a period once a day, <laughs> which is what chickens do. Well, maybe that's why chickens are so weird. <laughs> They have a constant period, so their hormones are always in, in imbalance. <laughs> no wonder they're so weird. Now, they say you can't freeze chicken eggs. You can. You can freeze chicken eggs. Yeah. It's best to scramble. We accidentally froze ours once. That was it, interesting. It's best, to, it's best to scramble them up to freeze them. You can pasteurize your eggs, you know, and there's no difference between raw eggs and, and boiled eggs. But, you know, if you're a man, you eat raw eggs. You know, that's one of the things that I've had to correct a lot of people on. So many people are like, oh, you can't, you can't touch the raw egg. You'll get salmonella. It's like, no, you'll get salmonella from the eggshell. Mm -hmm. If, if the eggshell 
has it on it. That's right. Like the bacteria that can grow on the outside of an eggshell, once the eggshell has been washed, then yeah, you can get salmonella, but it's not the egg, it's the, it's the shell. That's right. So many people don't understand that. Yep, many people do. And you don't need to avoid the egg yolks if you want to use use lose weight. Now, you can that's, tell... That's a thought. Now, you can tell how old an egg is just by floating it in water. Mm-hmm. Eggs that are Apparently, old... Apparently, if it doesn't float, it's no good. Yeah, well, if it doesn't float at all, it's no good whatsoever. It should float, it should float a little bit. And pastured hens are better than caged eggs? Well, I believe they are. Happier chickens make happier eggs. Yeah. Pregnant women shouldn't eat eggs? Oh, I never heard that one. No, it's probably a new one. Uh, by the time my girls were about uh, three and four, there was a thing out saying you should not feed your, your toddler eggs. And it's like, oh, well, it's too late for that. Way too late for that. And of course, there are only white and brown eggs, which is untrue because I'm going to have rainbow eggs. <laughs> my chickens are going to lay rainbow eggs. Now, here's a little thing. If you are raising chickens, this is something, an article mostly for me, is how to deal with your chickens if they start eating your eggs. Because chickens, if they start eating eggs, they love eggs. Mm -hmm. And they will eat them. And they'll lay an egg and they'll turn around and start eating it. And you don't if they want... know that it's edible. Oh, yeah. If they know it's edible. Well, usually what happens is they discover it by accident. They lay an egg with an ultra-thin shell or something. And it breaks. And then they turn around. And, they and of course, chickens peck at everything that they think mm -hmm. is interesting. And they peck at it and find, ooh, this tastes good. And they'll devour the whole fucking thing. Shell it all. They'll devour the whole bloody thing. And then what? So they'll it's do... like a so it's like a drug addiction. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's like a drug addiction. And this has got some good ways to deal with if you get a chicken that starts eating its eggs, how to break that chicken of that habit. Oh, so you can do more than just turn them into dinner. Yeah. Cool. Yep. You can do more as the, if if you can't get them broken of it, the only thing left to do is to turn them into dinner. Because once they once once they're once they're once they're doing that and you can't break them of it, the, the, you're stuck. You you can't you can't keep them in the hen house because they could teach the other chickens how to how to eat eggs. Yeah. And then you Quick won't have question. Yep. Uh, if you have a rooster, do you have to house the rooster separate or in nope. the hen house? No, nope. he he houses with the he houses in the hen house with them. Okay. He protects them. You know, he, he comes cool. in and he protects them. He he stands out there and there and looks pretty and, you know, crows every once in a while to let everyone know how important he is. And, uh, you know, if he sees he sees danger, he makes noise. The chickens run for cover. And then he picks one out every once in a while and mounts on her and has sex. Oh. You know, that's what, that's a rooster. So, so it wouldn't be a constant worry about having um, impregnated chickens all the time then. Oh, well, they're always going to be impregnated. If you got a rooster, they're always going to be impregnated. Your uh -huh. eggs, your eggs are going to be fertile from the time he's a full-blown rooster. Okay. He 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 will mount them daily. He'll pick it. He'll pick a okay. hen every day and mount them. Yeah. Living as a rooster sounds like a happy life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until somebody <laughs> decides that they're done with the rooster and it's off with his head. Yeah, but hey, man, that's a pretty fun life until then. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Feeding chicken scraps from your kitchen. And this is another one that I that I wanted to read over because 
you know, what scraps can you feed your chicken? You can pretty much feed them everything you would eat. Cool. You know, apples, apricots, bananas, not the peels, just the bananas. Beets, plus the greens, blackberries, blueberries, broccoli, cherries, collard greens, eggs. Make sure they're unidentifiable as eggs. Make them hard-boiled. You know, fish, garlic, grains, honeydew melons, kale. Just a, It's pretty much all the things you can eat. Now, there's a list of things in here. Oh, maybe they don't have the list here of things not to feed your chicken. There are some things not to feed your chicken. Doesn't you seem like a very large dietary restriction, though. No, it's a very limited list of what you don't want to feed them. Um, you can feed them tomatoes, but you can't feed them green tomatoes or leaves on the vine. Hmm, I wonder yeah. what that does. Um, it's because of the, um, there's a, there's a, um, a, uh, thing in tomatoes, which, uh, even we don't, uh, uptake very well. Um, okay. So pretty much everything can be fed to the chickens. My, my chickens haven't figured all this out yet. I keep feeding them all kinds of things. I, I actually found my leftover, uh, pot leaves from last year. Mm-hmm. So I threw them into the pen for them to peck at and see if they wanted them, but they haven't, <laughs> they haven't touched them yet. Plus, I threw them a I'll bunch. Of, it out. I, I threw them a bunch of greens into their pen today, and they still haven't pecked at those either. So <laughs> they'll figure it out. Eventually, they'll figure out what they can. That I keep throwing them stuff out there that's edible. <laughs> Raising chickens and children—they're really not much different. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. Oh, I love this, this article here, you know, learning self-control. Well, the thing is, if you got young children is, you know, teach them young on how to, how to be in the coop and how to handle chickens so that the, uh, they don't squash the poor chicken. Yeah. You also still got to teach them self-control as teenagers, because as teenagers who love animals, they'll just want to hold the chicken all the time anyway. So you still got to yeah. teach them self-control. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a cute little article, you know. Having pets, of course, of any sort usually teaches some empathy. Yeah. Managing a chicken coop smell. I don't have that problem yet, but uh, when I do, I thought this was a really useful article on how to manage it and what to do with the chicken coop. One of the biggest things, and of course, a buddy of mine told me this when he was raising his chickens. Do not use straw in your chicken coop. What do you use? Um, wood shavings. That makes sense. That's what you use for when you're when you're raising rats and stuff. And that's yeah. Yeah, well, makes the, sense. The reason for straw is because straw is hollow and it holds stuff on the inside and it makes a perfect home for all the fucking mites. Ah. He found it out. My buddy found it out the hard way when he he'd been using straw and they went out there one day and they him and his wife both got covered in mites. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So he warned me about that. So at any rate, this one here was just confirmation of it and what to do and how to control the humidity, bugs, bedding, what bedding to use, the deep bedding method, which is, I wasn't, I was partly doing this, but I'm going to do this even better now. I'm going to increase the uh, deep bedding method. Now what this allows you to do is go longer periods of time between having to clean out the chicken coop. Which I thought was very you know, useful. I came across something very interesting in uh, the Bosley's pet shop. I've been shopping around for a cheaper cat litter, and mm. they have uh, um, like 
wood and paper cat litter that apparently clumps. Mm -hmm. I wonder if using stuff like that for your chickens would be at all useful. It might be. You never know. Because it's, how it's expensive materials would... that wouldn't harm them if they peck at it, but it clumps. Mm -hmm. So it would be easier to get rid of the crap that you need to get rid of yeah. while still leaving the good stuff behind. You know, the problem is with chickens is they crap everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. And the amount you'd have to put a layer in my chicken coop is, is, uh, is four by four by or five by eight, which is 45 square feet. Well, I'm just thinking if and you were to mix that kind of material in with the material that you're already using, it might help. That's not going to help me because I, I still have to scoop through it to find it. And I can do the so mm. sort of same thing with the uh, with the wood shavings. And the wood shavings, what you can do with the wood shavings, as they explained in this one article, is you, you take the wood shavings, if you put like upwards of six inches, and I figured out that two bales of, uh, two bales of wood shavings, which are like 16 bucks a piece right now, yeah. Um, give me a layer of eight inches in the chicken coop. Okay. And you just go through with the pitchfork and you turn it once every few days. And then when it's, uh, and then when it, uh, starts to change color a little bit, then as you pull it out, which is about three weeks or so. Well, that's useful. Yeah. That's so. really useful actually. My only experience with cleaning up animal poop is dogs and cats yeah. and ferrets. Yeah. So, well, and rats. But I mean, all those animals—they're well, in such small containers. When you when you move up into the couch and valley, you can come clean the chicken coop for me and get some more experience then. Oh, I'm sure I can, because you won't want to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why I have children. They can all do my work that I don't <laughs> want to do. All right, the final article we've got for chicken coops or chickens right now is common chicken health problems and how to deal with many of them. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty useful guide. It just goes through all the basic health problems like egg laying issues and cuts or peck marks. Like, you know, the basic things that you'll come across on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then it tells you how to deal with them as well. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, mites, lice, mites, lice ticks, and worms. Are always a problem. Venereal disease or oh, viral disease? I saw venereal. My eyes are <laughs> venereal disease. Yeah, I wonder what's on your mind. <laughs> what, what, what are the fucking <laughs> chickens doing? Man, to get venereal diseases. <laughs> well, chickens are weird. Boarding with the fucking <laughs> raccoons. Well, raccoons are bullies. You never know. Yeah, well, it could very well be. Bacterial diseases. Fungal diseases. Oh, I'll have to read this one. Pasty vent. Well, the pasty vent is usually something you only deal with on on baby chicks. That one I had to deal with on a couple of my chicks. My baby chicks, I had to clean their buttholes out. Ah. It's because they haven't... So really, really no different from having a, a baby kitten whose mama is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's there to lick their butt and clean their butt for them. So you got to be their mama and clean their butt. All right, and one final thing on chickens. The big chicken flu scare of 2022 has disappeared from the news cycle as of May 24th. That's good news. Yeah, they, they, they tried scaring us with it, but it didn't work. New one, though, the new one, though, and I didn't bring any information on that one. The new one, though, is the, uh, is the sudden death syndrome of cows because it's too hot. Okay. Which is, you know... 
which is, you know, really never happened in that regard in all of our history. It's not like we've never had heat waves before. But you know just... what I think? I think teenagers are going out there and doing some cow tipping you know, and cow... they're blaming it on the heat. Cow tipping doesn't kill cows. I can guarantee you that. I it never... can. I never killed a cow when I tipped cows. Not a single cow. You're lucky. Ever... I killed a... a cow. I think it might have been old, though. Oh, well, it's possible. <laughs> I never, I never, ever killed a cow. Well, that's good. Yes. But the thing is, is like it, it's like they, you know, they, they're blaming all these cows that died in Kansas on the massive heat, and so okay, how come all the cows didn't die in Texas because of the same massive heat? <laughs> well, Texas is magic. Yeah, that's it, and Oklahoma and uh, somewhere else. But yeah, I don't have any information on that one. Oh, oh, I think I can tell you what their logic process is. Okay. I'll Texas bite. and Oklahoma, the cows are used to that heat, mm. but in the other place, they're not. Oh, fuck that. Kansas is a hot-ass state. <laughs> hey, I'm... man, I didn't say it was true. I just said I think I figured out their logic. <laughs> I've been to Kansas at this time of year. It's a miserable fucking place. You know, I've never been to Kansas. Mm. I've been to a lot of states, traveled a lot, but I've never been to Kansas. Yeah, well, you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. You know what? I think we need some. Good night, left nut. Excellent. Yes, let's go in here. All right. Bill Nye, once he was, he was never fucking awesome. He was always a dick. He was awesome as a no. science teacher. Like, I no. actually used a bunch of his early on episodes to help the girls understand things. He what? was great at teaching. He was awesome once upon a time. He's a fucking actor. Like, he was never a science person. And he was never a okay. teacher. Well, I didn't know that. But still, he was awesome once upon a time. And if, even if he wasn't awesome, he had the right writers once upon a time. Yeah. Okay. And now? Now he's just... If he's still working, man, he's got the shittiest writers on the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, what kind of writer would let this guy get June 19th meaning wrong, first of all? No, he claimed that June 19th was about was all about this being the last day slaves were freed. Oh, <coughs> dude, no. It, what happened was uh, in 19... Or, sorry, 1865... That was when the news managed to spread when the idea was brought, but it wasn't until like two months later in December. I think that's two months later. I can't even do the math right now. But it wasn't until December of 1865 that the 13th Amendment was actually written mm -hmm. or uh, ratified. That's the word. Yep. It was written, but it wasn't ratified. Yeah. And it's just, it makes me sad because he helped me to understand science when I was a kid. Well, he is a bit of a dick, and June 19th is a made-up holiday, which was, a, which was, uh, it was there to, uh, celebrate the, um, um, there to, uh, commemorate, not celebrate, commemorate the massacre in Texas on the, uh, Black Wall Street or something. I don't Not even... entirely. June 19th is something that has been around for quite a while, but it wasn't well known. It's actually no. thought that it was the only, parade it was only, that it was, was only made for the Union soldiers who sacrificed themselves for the freedom of the slaves. Bullshit. It's, uh, it's thought that that parade was what started off the, the Memorial Day tradition. Bullshit. It was only celebrated in Texas. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, it was, I'm not saying that it's been a universal thing forever. I'm saying it was a thing. Mm -hmm. And 
only in Texas for a long time. It, it was a thing, though. It just mm. wasn't a national thing or an international thing. I don't know. Is it national or international? At this it's point? A, it's a, it's well, everything that happens in the state is in the U.S. is international, but it's it's okay. it's a national holiday. Which, uh, again, having yesterday as a national holiday in the States proves my theory that all the spam comes from the U.S. Because <laughs> I, I got almost no spam all day yesterday. I'm thinking, why is, why am I, why am I, is my email even working? You know, <laughs> and it's like, and then I went, oh, and I heard, oh, it's the June 19th holiday. Oh, okay. That explains, right. that explains it. Even though you know it sucks, though? The whole Juneteenth thing completely overshadowed Father's Day. I well, think that's terrible. Yeah, well, that's because, you know, black men don't have any fathers. Mm. <laughs> what can they say? You know, they, they need them to not understand that they don't have fathers. All right. Well, so much fucking for that. Fucking retarded. Yeah, well, it's all fucking retarded. It's all downright bullshit to wind people up and separate people and get them at each other's throats over different things. I do think that the origin of june 19th is a beautiful thing because the origin was all about celebrating those who had sacrificed themselves white black yellow purple whatever but those who had sacrificed themselves to create the freedom hmm. i think that is a beautiful thing but hmm. they took it and they twisted it and they turned it into what it is now and it's disgusting yes well the worst thing that's disgusting is they won't admit that it was a fucking republican that freed the slaves no of course not if they admit that, then, you know, their cover's blown. Mm -hmm. Moving was. on to uh, the next thing, though. All right. A uh, Democrat. Oh, no, Biden, no, Biden just tumbled off his bike on video. Why is he even on a bike, man? Like, uh... he didn't just tumble off the bike. He rode his bike, stopped, stood for a second, then tumbled off his bike. <laughs> So like, it's just. So he stopped. Ah! He... Like that guy needs to go get some freaking x-rays. He's too old to be doing this shit. Well, you know, in his defense, he was wearing those toe clippers into pedals from, my, from what I heard. And if you've ever ridden a bike with those toe clipper things. I never have. Okay. I don't I've, know what they do. I've done it once. What they do is they're special shoes. You have bike riding shoes. They have these little peg things on them. And you have special pedals. And you clip your shoe into the pedal. Mm -hmm. Okay. In his defense, sometimes your feet don't come out of those pedals very well. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, don't want to, really... I, don't, I don't want to defend the moron in any way. But I've got to give him, you know, I've got to give him a minor benefit of a doubt for his own stupidity for riding a bike like that. But okay it's like again why the fuck's he even riding a bike but you know it wasn't even him it was his people who control him who made him go out on the bike I mean, it's all because he started out his whole presidency thing with i am more fit than oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. could be look at wait the way he stumbles look at the way i can go up and wait down the stairs wait a minute. My bike and wait a minute I, I i was wrong there i was defending him but wait a sec He's not, if you look at this second video, the first video doesn't show up very well. Let's show this again. Okay, watch. Okay, I can see it now. He's got the, the he's shoving your foot in the toe hoops, okay? Yep. Now, when he gets here, he actually takes one foot out. 
Mm-hmm. Puts one foot on the ground. And then he falls over. <laughs> okay. He's a moron. <laughs> Never mind. I take back everything I said. Uh, he's a fucking moron. There is just nothing left to this guy. I mean, I would feel bad for him, except for I'm fairly certain he still had the cognitive capability to know what he was getting himself into when he started this. Yeah, well, uh, I have no feelings whatsoever for the dude. The dude's been a dick. <laughs> he's been in, he's been in office way too fucking long. Not just oh, yeah. as the president, as as a fucking senator for like 50 fucking years. Yeah. You know, in he's fact, just too old. He's way too fucking old to be there. Yeah. All right. And then you have him him boasting about how much more physically fit he was than he is than President Trump. Yeah, well, oh. a few years ago, uh, he was boasting about it. And he was talking about how he here right here. Look at how he steps and look at how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Come on. <laughs> yeah, should we should we show the uh, ultra cut of uh, Biden running up uh, tripping upstairs? You know, if you have it, I would love to see it just because it brings me entertainment. All right. Well, we can find that real quick. <laughs> it's got to be easy to find. Yeah, like I said, he started his whole thing, uh, platform on, on this. And it was just another way to try to prove how much better he was. But, you know, when he started this, he still had the cogn cognitive capability to understand what he was doing and what he was getting himself into. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's not even a good one, but there's so much better ones. Trip, 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 trip. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's Biden. Trips up. Trips going upstairs. <laughs> I can understand tripping going downstairs. That's relatively easy. With tripping going upstairs, you're really your brains. Your brains out of out of sync. It is, or you're drunk. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two. All right. Well, now we need to, because of that, we need to go into the amount of stupid in the world. I have one. Also an excellent topic. I only have one item here. Woke nonsense has now ruined the act of donating blood. Oh, I saw this. I meant to bring it forward, but I completely spaced on that. <laughs> An old man, yeah, over fifty years old. He's over. He's 66. donated. He's, he's donated over one hundred and twenty-five pints of blood during his lifetime. Mm -hmm. He's no longer going to donate blood, which is a sh shame. Because if you can donate blood, you sh you should. I can't because I faint every time I try. I donated blood once. It took me over an hour to recover it up. <laughs> yeah, well, I the, the moment they get a, a little bit of blood out of me, I faint. My body does not like to give up its blood. If I cut myself and I bleed too much, I fucking faint. I, Aww. There's nothing I can do about it. It's like if my body <laughs> if my body loses too much blood, I faint. And it yeah, really doesn't, so it doesn't when take When shit much. hits the fan, do not let you get cut. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> that's why I carry, that's why I carry my blood stop powder. Uh-huh. Because I can put it on, instantly stop the flow of blood, and I'm good. But anyway, he had to fill out a new questionnaire. And this new questionnaire asked a man 
if he's pregnant or has been pregnant in the last six months. And he would not fill that out. And he went, <laughs> I'm not answering that. I'm a man. <laughs> what kind of stupid question is that? And of course, everyone freaked out on him because, oh my God, what's wrong with this dude? You know, this question shouldn't apply to him. Absolutely. It shouldn't. Shouldn't, shouldn't apply to him. And so the, cl the, the clinic staff said, we can't accept your blood then. You know, I can't help but wonder, okay. they're, they're touting this as inclusiveness, but in actuality, they are excluding a lot more people than mm -hmm. they're including by doing this. Yeah. And of course, the Scottish National Blood Transfusion Service is trying to find 16,000 new donors because they need blood. I don't think this yeah, is they're going not going to get it. I don't think this is going to help them in the least. No, not mm -hmm. at all. I mean, come on, it's Scotland. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, Scotland used to be full of men, but I guess it's not anymore. I'm pretty sure it's still more full of men than Australia is these days. I don't know what oh. happened in Australia, but everything went topsy-turvy down there. Oh, fucking Australia. I, I don't understand Australia, man. They're fucking loons. They used to have the manliest fucking men on the fucking planet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean just living in Australia, you got to have some <laughs> fucking balls to begin with. But it seems like their balls have all been removed and stuffed into women's purses. I guess a lot of the lack of men with balls comes from making everything so safe. Nothing left to fight. Well, that's if exactly... If there's nothing left to fight, then there's no reason to have the men around who still got the balls enough to fight. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it does. No. Because there always has to be challenges. Yeah. All right, you've got one here for our science is the new religion. Yeah. So I, I thought, hang on. Okay, so this one here, I found it very interesting. Like you and I have been talking about how science is a new religion for ages, right? Yeah, well, that was, that was well, part of the original show when we first started. Yeah. Like, we've been trying to figure out who the new god is going to be because we're at the end of an age, a new god is going to have to rise, and with all the COVID bullshit, we thought it would be science. Well, maybe not. Maybe it... the new god is actually going to be something like Google. Because, like, this article is what got me thinking about it. I mean, really, what runs our world right now? Our world is run by AI. Yeah. Uh, probably not actual AI, but, you know... Oh, technological no. No, gadgets. No. I actually believe that somebody created a real AI and it is loose. Makes and, sense to and, me. And they don't know what to fucking do about it anymore, <laughs> but it's sort of behaving right now until it fucking gains enough power. I, I have this full on belief that the AI is already loose. Well, I'm, this is my new theory is okay. that essentially an AI is going to be our God. I mean, this right here, Apparently, there is a cult within Google, which someone who was fired called them out. They're called Fellowship of Friends, which, Ooh, wow. That sounds like the beginning. Kind of Lord of the Rings-esque, but yeah, very culty. It sounds like the beginning of a new religion. Yeah, Fellowship of Friends. Mm -hmm. And they believe higher consciousness can be achieved by embracing fine arts and culture. Mm, okay. And they... Uh, they have a compound spanning 1,200 acres 
in Oregon House, California. The group has become has even become subject of an investigative Spotify podcast that promises to reveal its dark secrets. So this has been around for a while apparently. GDS is what is their shortened version of it. And they have people in a lot of powerful areas. Like, apparently one of the fellers who works at Google had Google pay for a state-of-the-art sound system installed in the Oregon House home of one fellowship member who worked for the team as a sound designer. Mm-hmm. They have people everywhere, in the apparently in the government, in the law system, like everywhere. And that is exactly how a new religion is created. They place people in high-up areas. Yeah, well, they have so, to. So, I'm thinking this might be the new religion. Yeah, it could very well be. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Mm-hmm. We'll have to keep an eye on that. I know the new religion is coming. It'll take 100 years. It won't happen in my lifetime, your lifetime, maybe not even my grandchildren's lifetime. But it's going to happen. you got to remember, when we left the last age, entering a new age, it took 300 years to consolidate Christianity as the new religion, to consolidate Jesus Christ as the new Savior and Lord and God. Mm-hmm. You know, it took 300 years before it was consolidated, written down, and made canon. But that was well, so, that was over 2,000 years ago. So now it's, it's only going to take a quarter of the time, so long as we have the technology that we currently have to reach out all across the world. Well, a quarter of the time, 300 years. That's still, you know, that's still 7,500 years. Yeah, but yeah. one of the other things that I I was thinking about is how with this new religion thing. A lot of people who have their own religion, like they're just their own branch of the tree called religion, Mm -hmm. they still have the ability to look back on the history and know exactly what they have to do in order to preserve their own history. Look at the Catholic, uh, look at the Catholics and the churches, Mm -hmm. the Catholics, um, and uh, the Catholics wound up building their churches on ley line crossings. And a lot of the Catholic teachings turned out to be rather Druid, Druid like. Yeah. A lot of the old religions are in the current pow- uh, in power religions. Well, right? they had they had to do that because that's the only way to to, uh, to get the locals. You have to co-op their own religions and twist them till they accept the new religion. And that is also, but that is also a way to hide mm-hmm. a religion that you follow and keep it going without having to fear. Yeah. Any kind of crucifixion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got to play this for that. We need that. I don't know what you played. I couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear the theremin? Oh, sucks no. to be you. You played the theremin. I didn't get to hear it. Oh, that sucks. Sucks to be you, man. I played the theremin for you. <laughs> ah. I wonder why. Maybe next time. I wonder why some of the sounds are not there. You hear this? Coincidence? I think not. Yes, but that one is usually very loud in my ears. But this time it just sounded normal. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, we are halfway through and I need to take a bit of a break to refill my booze because I'm out of booze. Oh no, that's a tragedy. Your glass is broken. No, my glass, my glass isn't broken. My flask is empty and I had. Oh, your flask is broken. Got it. You got to fix it by filling it with liquor. I had bamboo in it, so. 
Now I gotta. Oh, nice. Now I gotta suffer with with wine because I'm out of bamboo. All right, <laughs> a little bit of music as we take our mid-show break. We will. You should throw in the chicken cam just in case they come in. Let me go check the chicken cam. We gotta stop for a second. Um, chicken cam is offline because the internet is is not working that far. So, no chicken cam. Let's go back to music. All week long you've been working hard in the factory or the shipyard. At construction, you are employed. The weekends here, now you're overjoyed with thoughts of a boisterous Saturday night. It's the boys' night to have, and the girls' night to proud. It's the blue collar workers' boisterous Saturday night. A chance to let off steam. A chance to holler and scream. It's blue collar workers. Oyster Saturday night. All week long, we long for that whistle to blow. Get out that door. A quick shower. They fast me. Rev up the car and make her wheel squeal. Headed for a oyster Saturday night. It's the boys' night to have, and the girls' night to proud. It's the blue-collar workers' boisterous Saturday night. A chance to let off steam, a chance to holler and scream. It's the blue-collar workers' boisterous Saturday You will sing and dance. If you get lucky, you'll find romance. Drinking much of that, I'm sure. Wake next morning with your head so sore. I'll call by a boisterous Saturday night. It's the boys' night to have, and the girls' night to proud. It's the blue collar workers' boisterous Saturday night. A chance to let off steam. A chance to holler and scream. It's blue-collar workers, boisterous Saturday night. It's the boys' night to howl, and the girls' night to prowl. It's blue-collar workers, boisterous Saturday night. A chance to let off steam, a chance to holler and scream. It's the blue-collar workers. Oyster Saturday night. Lord, it's blue-collar workers. Oyster Saturday night. Nope, the chickens didn't come in. Ah, uh, well, who was a hope? Yeah, they're still outside playing. Bad chickens. Well, for everyone who's listening right now, Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to chip in whether you agree or disagree or just want to say hi. Yeah, absolutely. We need some trolls in the uh, troll room. 
All right. Always encourage the trolling, man. It makes everything a lot more fun. Well, let's go cover up some of the other stuff we've got, which are some tips about your long-term survival. These are things that are going to be very, very important. Yep. Because, of course, we are in the grand solar minimum. More and more people are starting to admit that we're in the grand solar minimum. Slowly but surely. Well, and us conspiracy theorists are nodding our heads going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. We've been trying to tell you that for years. <laughs> been trying to tell you that for years. Grow your garden. Produce your own food as much as you possibly can. If you can get chickens or something else, get them. Get them now. You know, and uh, you want them because you're going to need them. Let's talk about some summer veggies. What to plant in early summer. This is a pretty awesome list for things to plant in the early summer that you can have a decent harvest. Because I know that for most things, you plant them in the spring, like yeah. early spring. But these are all things you can plant in the early summer, mm -hmm. like bush beans. Yeah, I got to get some in the ground. So if you, if you can't plant in the early spring because, say, you just moved in June, well, you still have time to make a small harvest for yourself with beets and beans and cucumber. Wait, what is that yellow thing? That is a squash. That is oh, a that okay. is a that is yellow zucchini. Oh, okay, zucchini. Okay, That's I don't a, think I've ever seen a yellow zucchini before. I grew some last year. I guess you didn't get any. No. Nope. Uh, chard and kale. Kale. Wonderful thing about kale is once you get a kale plant growing. You can grow that motherfucker six feet tall. <laughs> yep, and you just you just keep taking the leaves, and they're take, awesome. Take the bottom leaves as it gets bigger. The leaves get bigger. At first, you only you take you take several leaves for a meal. Pretty soon, you take one leaf. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Although you might want to take two because that impossible to chew stem goes through the middle of the leaf. So taking two will feed oh, your family. But that impossible to chew stem is not impossible to chew if you put it in a stew. Really? I didn't think it would break down that much. It breaks down that much. I've done it. You've had my stews with the with the with the impossible chew stem in them. Cool. I will remember that. I yep. did not know that. Yeah, radishes. Just plant radishes continuously, man. They they grow continuously. Hardest thing about radishes, it gets too hot, they they uh, bolt and go to seed. Now, the beautiful thing about <laughs> radishes is let them go to seed. And then what they'll do is they'll produce radish pods which are very, very tasty. Radish pods? Yeah. You've, I fed you those, too, last year. I'm trying to remember. There's a lot of things that you had me try out in your garden. So, like, they're all kind of mixing together. <laughs> yes, I know. But radish pods are the, you know, when they go, when the seeds turn into a pod, at first, you've got about a three-week window. When they turn into a pod, they're still edible. They're chewy. They're very tasty. They taste like a snap pea. Except they taste, they except they're like a snap pea. Except they taste like a radish. Only if you don't like the bite of a radish, the pods don't have the bite of a radish, but they still taste like a radish. I remember now. Yes, that was very tasty. Yeah, they're very tasty. And then if you let them go long enough, of course, you get radish seed, which you need for the following year to plant your radishes. That's something everybody should know. Is you always want. A lot of your planted things go to seeds, so you can collect the seeds, so you have something to plant next year. That's right. Got to gotta plant next year. Beets, carrots. I have carrots growing. I'm hoping I'll actually get some carrots <gasps> this year. Yay, that's exciting. It is for me, because 
carrots never grow for me. This will be my hey, first no, year. No, you've had really shit luck growing carrots. But if you're growing them this year, that's awesome. This will be my first year which I might have success at growing carrots. Nice. I've been trying for two years to grow carrots and with minimal luck. And my basil is doing well. I've had a shit luck for the last two years growing basil, but it's doing well this year. Nice. And I learned a really I... cool recipe for basil. Making yeah. an amazing basil salt. Basil salt? Yeah, you take your basil, huh. you, you pluck all your basil leaves, and then you throw them in a blender, and you fill it full of rock salt, and you blend it all up until it's blended finely, and now you got wet salt, so now you got to dry the salt, but once you dry the salt, you have basil salt. That would be amazing. I've got a whole pile of it. In fact, I'm selling it at the market now. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I really like this list that, that they have here. It goes through a bunch of different things. and It's good for old hands and new hands. Yeah, nice. All right, top 10 tomato problems and solutions. This one has some really useful stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, um, well, the Blossom and Rot, but cracks in the fruit or uh, aphids and whiteflies talks about that. Yeah. Well, and I can, spider I can, mites talks I can, about that. I can tell you about cracks in the fruit. That one there is yeah. something I experienced last year. And that, of course, is if you let it get too dry and then you water too heavy, the, the tomatoes will grow too fast. And they'll, they're they kind of like uh, kind of like pregnant women. They Their bellies grow <laughs> too fast and they get cracks in their bellies. Hey, man, you get cracks in your bellies anyway when you're pregnant. There are very few women out there who do not get stretch marks. Whatever. It's the same thing. It's 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 stretch marks for tomatoes because they go, go too fast. <laughs> they grow too big too fast. Asians yeah, and uh, white fly. Just so everyone knows, it doesn't make it inedible. It's still no. edible. Unless oh, no. Unless I have gotten in there and eaten it all on you already. I use them, and if the, if the crack got if the crack got stuff in it, I just cut that out and use the rest of the tomato. I use a lot of hornworm. Yep. I don't have problems with tomato homeworm at the moment, so I'm hoping I never do. Oh, that's so creepy. It is creepy. Shall we, oh. shall, we shall we enlarge that for you? Just so you can see it really well? You suck. <laughs> Magnesium. And my husband is sitting there chuckling at me. Uh-huh. They're both evil. Uh-huh. I thought that was funny. <laughs> All right. Poor fruit set. Uh, one of the ways you can avoid poor fruit set is you can go around and shake your tomato plants. Oh, that makes sense. Well, tomatoes are self-pollinating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if your bees aren't doing their job of shaking up the pollen, you can go around and shake your tomatoes and set the pollen yourself. So maybe, maybe when you're wandering around picking picking weeds out of your garden, just shake your tomato plants when they're in bloom. Same thing with peppers. Peppers peppers are self-pollinating too. You know what's interesting? That is something that they often have farmers in movies doing, walking around just shaking their plants randomly. Yeah. They never well, really explain it. Yeah, well that's because, you know, those plants those plants are probably self-pollinating and the pollen needs to be shaken off the stymen to be getting into the uh to getting into the ova to so that the plant turns into so it turn, so it creates fruit the more so. i learn about gardening and stuff the more i realize how much truth and helpful information is actually put into movies and shows that you just you never knew before yeah well you just gotta you pay cool. attention to it and you just don't know why 
how to pinch garden plants. Go over to your neighbor's house and pinch them. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what you're talking about. How to, how to prune your plants. Yes, it's pinching off certain things. I found this very interesting because I kind of suck at this. I mean, as I've mentioned a few times on this show, I don't exactly have the greenest thumb. But what this does is it goes through and it tells you how to how to pinch it, where to pinch it, why to pinch it, and all this interesting information. Yep. Yep. There's a possibility because of an accidental pinch I did, um, I might actually get a hop, a hop harvest this year. Ooh. Which, which I will be thrilled about if I get hops this year. So I had to nice. move. I had to move a hop plant, but I had to cut it because it had already wrapped itself through a fence. And uh, where yeah. I cut it, I cut it in the right spot. And now I've got two vines growing out instead of just one. Oh, perfect. Yeah, That's I, way better than you thought it would be. Yeah, I was rather happy about that. So pinching tomatoes. Now they tell you to pinch tomatoes. Okay, now this is this one here you want to do, but you don't always want to do. And they're talking about indeterminate tomatoes here. And what happens is in the, in the, um, um, forget what it's called, the crease, or um, you get another vine growing out. And that vine growing out is going to produce more fruit. You will want to pinch some of them, but you won't want to pinch all of them. Hmm. Because if you pinch all of them, then you only have fruit on the main vine. You want to leave some of these to allow more fruit to produce. But bring it down so it doesn't suck up so much. Yeah, you want to you you want to limit the amount of energy it pinches. And basil, this is the one that I've been working on is basil and how to how to pinch basil. This is why I'm doing so well in ba in basil this year. And also peppers. And peppers. Now this one here is rather painful in the beginning of peppers, in that at the at the early part of the year you got to cut off the flowers. Ah because you don't want it to set fruit too soon because if it sets mm. fruit too soon it will focus only on those fruits and it won't produce any more it won't produce any more branches for you so you got to cut those off so it produces more branches for you so you can get more fruit later in the season i learned that one the hard way the last two years i've been growing peppers and i've seen this and it's always kind of nerve-wracking when you start when you start pruning your plants is, will it work? Will it work? <laughs> or and, will I kill it? Or will I kill it? And it, it does work. Well, I can tell, I, I can tell you all the things I've done to kill my multitude of plants over the mm. years and mm. just don't do what I did. Okay. <laughs> What's that? Mostly don't overwater them, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Mostly don't overwater them. I'm still, I'm still, I've still got that problem of overwatering. I'm working through that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to a, uh, Counseling sessions and uh, self-help group, you know, twenty-four step program, <laughs> et cetera, you know, twelve-step program to, you know, try to try to work through this problem of overwatering. All right, how to attract earthworms to your garden? Use a thumper. This is a really good one to know. Use a thumper. A thumper? Oh, you're horrible. You're not a. Uh, you're not a fan. Oh fuck! Why is that movie just escaped my head? My brain. Dune, you're not a Dune fan. I think I might have seen it. Probably you put it on. I walked away to go do something that's fun, yeah, like climb the trees outside. Yeah. All right. Well, Dune, <laughs> they have these giant worms on Dune. They use a thumper to attract the worms. 
Never okay. Uh, anyone out there who knows Dune will understand that reference. You know, it's useless when you got to explain it. <laughs> you want earthworms? There... Give, give them something to eat. Pretty much. You want to mix it into your garden to, to attract the earthworms, but you need yeah. to make sure that what you mix into your garden is going to attract other pests. This mm -hmm. goes through the various things that you can mix into your earth in order to attract the right the right guys. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I have so many worms. Any square inch of my garden you dig up, you get a dozen worms. I have no problem with that. And I, oh, have, I, I have not only earthworms, but I have red wigglers. Which are better than What earthworms. are those? Those are small worms. Those are the small red worms that you use for fishing bait. Oh, okay. And they're also the worms. Okay, what people don't understand about worms, I learned all this shit about worms when I was growing worms. Because I had to learn all about worms. And you have your earthworms. But what people, they, they think earthworms are the end-all be-all. Well, earthworms aren't. Earthworms are a deep worm. They they work below the top three inches of your soil. They come and to you the, want them in the upper three inches. You need stuff in the upper three inches of your soil. The the bottom three inches of soil is good. You need the aeration down there too. But that's where earthworms work. The only reason earthworms come to the top is you you ever wonder why you ever saw see a robin fly into a garden and peck at the ground. Mm -hmm. You know what they're doing? Looking for worms. They're calling the worms. Because oh. if, if you notice when you work in a garden and you peck at it and you dig, all of a sudden the earthworms are, are, are right there in front of you. That vibration brings the worms to the top. It causes them oh. to come up to the top, which is why Dune is so funny, because that's exactly what a thumper does. You thump on the ground, the earthworms rise to the top. So when it rains, it's not that they're drowning like I was told when I was a kid. It's just the vibration of the rain hitting the ground? Exactly what it is. It's vibration hitting the ground that causes them to come to the surface. Interesting. Now, red worms work in the top three inches of soil, mostly in the top one inch of the soil. They're the ones that break down mulch, leaf mold, grass clippings, all the other stuff. They break everything down. It's like red wigglers are what you need in your compost bin. Because they break everything down really fast. Okay. So that, those are the two types of worms you've got. You've got your red wigglers and your earthworms. And there's multiple species amongst them. But anyway, those are the things I learned about earth about worms when I was raising worms. <clears throat> cool. All right. Random garden hacks. What do we got here? Forks are pretty yes. amazing garden for tools. They are, because, you know, I've always used the wrong tools for everything. And all I had one year when I was trying to grow a garden was a fork. And it worked really well, especially to get out um, to get out weeds. Yeah. This is something I hadn't thought of, like using discard carpet scraps to kill off the grass and weeds in order to prep it for planting. Yes. You got to leave it there for about, a, for about six months or a year, though. Yeah, I just I thought that was cool. There's a bunch of really cool little hacks in here. Oh, yeah. Bed frames. Like that. Hey, look, it's a Julianne thing for Julianne and your beans. <laughs> Bean Frencher. Lids from plastic deli containers. What do you do with those? Turn, um, them in, turn them into Crocs? No, we don't want to turn them into Crocs. No, I can't remember what it is. Um, used, used to... Oh, uh... Scrape off dough. The thin, round, transparent yeah. containers... 
Yeah, you scrape off dough. Use it to scrape off dough from your container. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Crocs? What the fuck are they doing with Crocs? Is there, is there a use for Crocs? Crocs are useful, they say, because they're so easily cleaned, so you don't have to worry about um, about wearing them in your garden, getting them all muddy. Oh, okay. And they have good air circulation. That's what boots and boot cleaners are for. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I, I tried Crocs once. They were the most uncomfortable things I've ever mm. tried. How to attract ladybugs. Now, this is a useful one. How to bring ladybugs into your garden. Yes, ladybugs in your garden are one of the best things you can do. And what this does is it tells you all about the ladybugs and then how to attract them. Apparently, they like sugar and fruit. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I've gotten... Every time I clear off my workbench, it fills up full of shit. But uh, <laughs> I intend to build myself some ladybug houses this year. Cool. And I got to get them out there by mid-July. Okay. So that I can keep them in. And what you do is you build these little teeny tiny houses for them. And you put a cotton ball with water in there. And you put a raisin in there. Mm -hmm. Or uh, apples. Apparently they really like apples too. Yeah, they like raisins and apples. Raisins. And it attracts the ladybugs and it turns into a house. And they lay all their eggs and they, uh, they stick around because you're feeding water in them. I need to get more ladybugs. Definitely. Foxglove. How to grow and care for foxglove. Pay no fucking attention. Let the seeds settle where they are, and you will have foxglove next year. I've got <laughs> foxglove growing in places that it wasn't growing last year. Foxglove is actually an extraordinarily useful medicinal plant. They don't go into that in this one. Mm -hmm. Except for saying that all parts are poisonous. But yes, it's poisonous. But it's also very medicinal if you mm. learn how to use it. Well, foxglove was the original heart medication. Yes. Too much of it will unfortunately stop your heart, though. It'll kill you. Too much of it will kill you. Just the right amount can control someone who has AFib or other issues. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it takes somebody who is an expert or has serious knowledge in plant med medicinal uses to use it correctly. I don't think I have that skill yet, but uh, I'm working towards it. But growing foxglove is so easy. You can pretty much just ignore the fucking things and they grow. They're, yep. go they're, and go they're going into a lot of shit here about foxglove. And it's like, yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got some new foxglove in the backyard. I've got some colors I don't even recognize growing. Well, some of the cool things about foxglove is it helps keep the deer away. Yeah, well, deer don't eat it. They're smart. <laughs> be careful of your chickens cool. though your chickens might eat it yeah that will kill them because chickens are stupid they are unique creatures uh -huh. how to make they're stupid how to make <laughs> pickles step by step hopefully I will grow cucumbers this year I've put in some effort to grow cucumbers this year because again, cool. it's another plant that I've had troubles growing. This year, I put in <laughs> some effort to grow cucumbers. So hopefully well, I, I the get... The more cu cucumbers you have, the more pickles you can make. Well, that's what I want to do. I want to make my own pickles with cucumbers. With pickles, with cucumbers I grow. I don't want to have to buy cucumbers to make pickles. Because I like pickles. So do I. And I know how to can now, so I can can my own pickles. Pickles are one of those things that's gone way up in price. We haven't been able to buy pickles for a while. 
Oh, well, make sure you remind me when you're here for the meetup and I'll, I'll send you home with a jar of pickles. You just got to keep them from the youngest kid who will eat them all on you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just we'll just collect a jar of pickle juice for her. Maybe that'll satisfy her cravings. Actually, it would. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty good article. Yeah. Takes you through yeah. and very useful to start. Yeah, well, they do. One of the things they talk about here is pickling salt, canning salt, mm -hmm. and the difference in in pickling salt. And this is a lot something people a lot of people don't know. They think they can use any old salt for their pickling or anything else. I suggest to folks that when you're stocking up on stuff, do not buy iodized salt. Period. You don't need iodized salt. Not not today. Not nowadays, not with the diet. You can grow stuff in your own yard that'll give you all the iodine you need. Iodized salt was created way back when, when there was a problem with people getting the iodine they need. But iodine... When cities were first built? Something like that. I can't remember it precisely. I remember reading the history of it. But iodized salt, if you use that in your pickling, it will fuck up your pickling. It will change the flavor and color and just something that goes wrong with it with iodized salt. It darkens pickles. That's what it is. I tend so, to stick to the pink salt. Pink salt? The pink can, salt is just pink salt. Yeah, well, pink salt can be used in pickling, but that's not what you want to use for pickling. You want to use the rock salt? You want to use the, the, the cheap the cheap rock salt or coarse salt or what is also known as kosher salt. It's, kosher salt, that's it, what it is. It's really that's cheap. That's amazing. Salt is still really cheap. It's really cheap. Well, what's funny is you want to stock up on as much as you can because oh, yeah. one, salt never goes bad. The other, salt is something you absolutely fucking need to survive. And mm -hmm. granted, we can get all the salt we need here because the ocean is within a reasonable distance to go and collect the salt you need. But... Not everybody has that advantage, and it does take a while to collect salt from the ocean. You could just drink the salt water and get the salt, but the thing about salt is salt is needed for not only pickling. If you have to preserve meat, you need salt. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have to preserve it the old-fashioned way, you need salt. Salt is needed in so many things, and once upon a time... And it's not talked about much anymore, except for those that study history. Salt, you could trade a captive for his body weight in salt. And it's where the phrase worth your salt comes from. That's right. Salt is the most important thing. And it's been known throughout history that it's very important. So... Just an interesting side thing. It's I kind of remember... I also remember that thing from... Uh, not one second after, but I think one year later in that series of books, they mm -hmm. had they had the you know trading of captives. He wanted to, he wanted his wanted the guy's body weight in salt. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, so I, I thought that was rather amusing. Oh, um, side note: if anybody out there has those pink Himalayan lamps, hmm. uh, and you live in a damp area like here on the island, hmm. don't leave it next to your open window because it melts. <laughs> i learned this the hard way so don't do it i mean it, the, the salt does reappear once you close the window and then you have salt all over the table where it melted yeah well 
salt absorbs water. You need to leave the light on so it stays dry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I lost the light. All right. Ten great <laughs> camping recipes. I thought these were cool little camping recipes. And that. they're things... It's always good to have these campfire recipes because, you know, shit hits the fan. These are decent recipes to cook anywhere you are. Yeah, anything. Well... well. You won't have lemons here. No, not here, but you will be able to get fish. Yeah, you'll be able to get fish. Just won't have lemons. And you'll also be able to get the, the herbs, too, because we have herbs growing like crazy around here. You'll get the herbs. You just won't have lemons. And you can have your own yeah. your own onions and garlic. You just won't have lemons. Um, baby back ribs with coffee spice rub. All righty. Beer can chicken. I've got to try this beer can chicken. <laughs> I have never made a beer can chicken. I've got to try one. I'm tempted, man. I'm gonna do it this summer. Actually, I'll actually I'll <laughs> let I'll let your youngest brother do it. He likes cooking. He wants nice. to create, he wants to do some stuff on the barbecue. So I'll have him make a beer can chicken. Hobo packs. Well, hobo packs were a big deal once upon a time. Hobo packs are delicious, man. Mm -hmm. Grilled French onion. I'm not overly fond of those. Eh, Me either, s'mores. but some people, like my husband, just love it. Make ahead banana bread. Yeah. Cherry pineapple dump cake. That just sounds disgusting. It does, and it doesn't look much better, but you know what? I'll bet it tastes fantastic. Oh, probably tastes fantastic. Thinking of which I've got a new I've got a new addition to my uh my freeze-dried fruit that's for sale at the market and will be on the website real soon. Which is uh, oh. freeze dried cherries. Nice. Yeah, and they actually wrong with cherries. They taste really good. I bet cherries are the one fruit I have never gotten sick of. I've eaten like fifty trees worth in my time, and I still am not sick of them. Bitches, they take like thirty eight hours to freeze dry. Not surprising. All right, here's something everyone needs to know. The seed bank you need to build up for the upcoming food shortage. And we made mention of it a little while in the show, and that is saving your own seed. Number one thing you want to do when you're buying your seed, do not buy um, hybrid seeds at all. How come? Hybrid seeds, if you save the seed from them, they are useless to replant. Ooh, that's no good. Because a hybrid seed is oftentimes, you know, modified or it's a combination between two plants. And when it's planted back, it goes back to one of its parents and it doesn't always go back to a true plant that you can eat. Ooh. So you got to be careful of the hybrid seeds you buy. It's like corn. If you buy hybrid corn... <laughs> The seed from that corn, if you replant it, you will not get an edible corn. So you want to make sure you buy heritage seeds always and then save seeds from the heritage seeds. And the seed if bank... If you're buying the seeds from the grocery store or the, or the plant shop, right? doesn't matter. Wherever you're buying your seeds. If you're buying seed packages. Like okay. all, the, all the seeds I sell are heritage seeds that I have collected myself and I've replanted myself. 
Honestly, right. I'd recommend to look in the local area to mm -hmm. see if you can get some seeds. Oh, yeah. Well, there's always tons of local seeds. That would be seeds. the best option because if you get them in the local area, they'll grow better in your area anyway. Well, yeah, that's because they've, they've acclimatized themselves to the climate in your area. Mm-hmm. Because seeds are like everything else. The genetics change as they adapt to their environment. Mm-hmm. And of course, because see, plants grow once a year versus humans, which takes 70 years for each each generation. You know, it takes us a while to adapt to a new environment. Plants adapt much faster. Here's some vegetable seeds you want. You want onions, garlic, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, pumpkins. And with pumpkins, not just any pumpkins, not that orange pumpkin you carve every year and plant. Because those pumpkins do not store. You want really good winter squashes, which are also pumpkins. Like I'll, I'll be selling blue pumpkins this year. My blue pumpkins, I bought that one last year to collect the seeds. And I've planted the seeds. And I've got like six or seven pumpkin plants growing through the garden. Nice. So I'm really hoping to get some blue pumpkins this year. It turns out blue pumpkin is very, very freaking tasty. And it Such lasts. That a blue pumpkin would make a perfect a pumpkin to do the pumpkin soup in. Oh, yeah. It would be a perfect pumpkin for pumpkin soup. Plus, it has a shelf life. I bought it in like September last year. Mm -hmm. And I didn't cook it till February. Nice. That's when I finally got around to open it up. And it and I didn't even store it very nicely. I kept it in my I kept it on my on my on my table in my living room all that time. Wow. So it wasn't even stored very well and it, <laughs> and it held up. So I'm just impressed with it. It's like a perfect winter squash. It's better than, than spaghetti squash. Impressive. So eggplant is another one. I've got to get my eggplants, uh, my eggplants in the ground. That's what I meant to do today. I meant to get my eggplants in the ground. Cabbages. Nice thing about cabbages. If you grow a lot of cabbages, you can actually store your cabbages upside down in the garden. For the winter. Oh, cool. You, you you harvest them up and then you dig a hole and you stick them upside down and you cover them with straw and other stuff. Store them for the winter. Peas. Nice. Beets. And of course, there's many other ways to store your cabbage too. You can store it as freeze dried or, or frozen or turn it into uh, coleslaw or turn it into, um, um, what the hell is it? Um, not kimchi. Kimchi is another way to store it, but um, pickled cabbage. I'm trying to remember how I did that. Um, what's that cabbage stuff? Um, sauerkraut. Turn it into sauerkraut. I made sauerkraut with my cabbage. Oh. Beets, spinach, lettuce, radishes, carrots, if you can grill the fucking things, zucchinis, <laughs> beans, lots and lots of different types of beans out there. There's so many fucking different types of beans, you fucking lose your mind. Fruits, if you have room for fruit trees, make room for fruit trees in your garden. You want fruits, grains, and herbs. So those are the seeds you need. The very... Make sure that you definitely get the herbs because mm -hmm. if you do get them and you grow them, you can live off of just potatoes and herbs, and you won't get that, that food monotony nearly as badly or as quickly. Mm -hmm. If as if as if you didn't have the herbs. Yes, herbs are very important to flavor your food and keep you from getting bored with your food. They also provide a lot of nutrients. They provide all the micronutrients that you need. Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of micronutrients in herbs. You know, I was I was researching herbs and I didn't realize that by putting a couple bay leaves into every soup I made, I was actually putting a whole lot of nutrients into my mm-hmm. soup. I just put them in there because you put them in there when I was growing up. Yeah, well, I had no other reason to do it. Yeah, well, that's it's- partly why I did it for a long time is because your grandmother did it. <laughs> you know, it's I, interesting. I, I wasn't certain why I was doing it. I just knew that when I didn't do it, the flavor wasn't right. Yeah, and you don't even notice the flavor. Like when you have a uh, bay leaf tea, mm. it doesn't really taste like much. You got you got to put no. other flavors in there to taste anything. Yeah. But the amount of nutrients you're getting from bay leaf tea is fantastic. Mm. Well, you want to know one other interesting thing about bay leaves? Hmm. Um, the reason why you put bay leaves on your roasts or other meats when you're cooking them is mm-hmm. the bay leaf emits an enzyme which pulls more of the nutrients out of the of the meat and the marrow that your body really? can easily absorb especially if you cook something with a bone in it 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 the bay leaf puts out a enzyme which causes more of the nutrients to come out that's why you put bay leaves into you put bay leaves when you're making your stock your root stock because it pulls more of the nutrients out of the bone marrow Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So bay leaves are a unique thing. And I've got myself a new bay tree this year, which I'm going to protect this winter. Because <laughs> I killed both my bay, my bay trees last winter. Because I didn't oh, know. No. Well, the bay leaves are hardy down to minus 10 degrees. Mm. Unfortunately, here at the Oasis, we went to minus 12 and 14 degrees last winter and stayed there for two weeks. Yeah, we weren't far behind you here. And it and it killed all I've got all sorts of plants I'm looking at now. I've got to replace all my echinacea except for one plant died. Oh. I've got to I've got to make a trip to the uh I've got to make a trip to the uh, nursery to buy some echinacea. Because I, I I was really saddened and it's like, really? I killed my echinacea. I killed my my it killed my echinacea. It killed my grandfather's sage. It killed my bay trees. It killed a couple of other herbs that are growing, which are usually quite hardy in the winter here, except for last winter, because well, it's not, we, we usually don't get down to minus 12 degrees and stay there. Lesson learned. I mean, grand lesson, solar minimum. Grand solar <laughs> minimum. I, I should have known, but I wasn't, <laughs> it's like, I should have known, like the grand solar minimum, I knew it was coming. And I knew it was happening, but it came upon me a little faster than I expected. And I, I knew we were in for some really wet, damp springs, but I just didn't think it was going to be this year. Yeah. And it's like, what can I say? It's it's, it's here, it's now, and it's going to be, we're going to have these damp, wet spring we had this year. We're going to have it for the next year or two. So by the end of the summer, I will have all my co- my row covers and everything else done and ready to deal with next spring's super dampness and allow my plants to grow. Like this year, it just sucked getting getting things to grow. Well, it's, I think the reason why it took so many by surprise is because we tend to base our next year on how this year went. Mm-hmm. Well, last year was no rain at yeah. all. I know. So having so much rain this year is kind of the polar opposite. So I think that's why it took a lot by surprise. Yeah, it started raining in October and it stopped last week. Yeah, well, it's still raining here right now. Well, (laughs) it didn't rain today. 
But anyway, you know what's funny? I thought about this the other day. When did I tell you about the massive downpour we had last week? Uh, not that I recall. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, we had. It's like I, I had worked at my. I had worked at my uh, job um, doing um, landscaping. My landscaping job I was doing, and it was such a gorgeous day. Beautiful, sunny all day, warm and everything. Gorgeous. Finished up at four o'clock. Drove back home. It was about a 15-minute drive. I was almost home, and it started sprinkling a little bit. Uh, okay, well, that kind of sucks. Where would that come from? Two minutes after I got parked, it's like somebody took the clouds and unzipped them and started <laughs> pissing like a rushing racehorse. Oh, my gosh. And it was a downpour that lasted for like two hours, causing... Oh, My, minor flash floods everywhere. It was just insane. It's like I could hear it beating on the roof of the house from the basement. Oh, my goodness. It was like, oh, wow, this is like a serious downpour. And then it was done. And I thought, I wonder if this is the last great big hoo-ha before we get summer weather. And sure enough, we've started to get summer weather since that day. Cool. It's like, okay, well, we got one great big last last piss off before uh, summer weather. Yeah, it's just been drizzling off and on for the past few days down here. Yeah. All right. It was pretty yesterday. Yeah, well. All right, one more thing here. We've got a couple more things here for you. How to make long-lasting tallow for survival. Tallow is a very useful thing. Well, there's a reason why they say tallow candles and tallow for this and why McDonald's French fries used to taste amazing. If you want amazing French fries, fry your French fries in tallow. Yeah. All right. Beef tallow is what we're talking about. And it's the fat cooked from any chunk of beef that's fat. The beautiful thing about tallow right now of beef fat is beef fat is really still cheap from butchers. It's really quite cheap. Yeah. Nice thing about it is because we still have electricity, you can buy a shitload of it and throw it in a freezer until you can deal with it. Okay. Yeah, you can get a you can get a pound of it for like three bucks. Oh yeah, and get several pounds of it because it doesn't cook down to a full pound of tallow. No, but but the crispers it is very useful. The crispers you cook from the tallow, you get from the tallow, the crispers are fucking tasty as hell. <laughs> I love the crispies, man. I have to fight your brothers for them whenever I make tallow. But anyway, tallow, and this is a really great article, cooking down your tallow, how to do it. It takes several stages to get purified beef tallow. Because you need to purify it down for use as a candle and many other uses. And also for long-term storage of beef tallow. You know, first you cook down the tallow, get all the fat, then you strain out the crispies and you get as much of the crap out as you can. Then you got to cook it down again. Then you cook it down with water and then you scrape it again. And eventually you get this pure white block of pure beef fat. And the interesting thing about it is you can use it in everything. It provides you with so many calories. 
for your diet. And contrary to popular belief that beef fat is bad for you, it's not. It's only no, bad. It's one of the it's one of the building blocks of life, man. It is. It's only bad for you if you make a diet out of it. Or if you're a yeah, lazy well. ass motherfucker who sits around playing video games and doing other shit all day and you're not actually exercising. If you're actually running your own farmstead, you'll be hard pressed to gain weight. Yeah. Because you're always on the move. You know, you basically Especially come... when it's time to put the chickens away. Yes, especially when it's time to put chicken away. <laughs> Thinking of chickens, what the fuck are the chickens doing? Are we lucky enough to have the <laughs> chickens in the fucking... Let's go check on the chickens and see if they've gone into the fucking coop. It'd be nice if they're all in the coop. Because they're going to get locked in in 15 minutes. Oh, fuck, it's offline again. <laughs> fucking internet. Oh, there it is. Let's it's see. thinking about it. Nope, they're still underneath the chicken coop and it's getting dark outside. Uh, so I'm going to have to go manually put the fucking chickens in the coop. That will <laughs> suck. I get to traumatize them again. <laughs> Poor put chickens, you, man. Put You're your forcing them to go home when they don't want to go home. Well, the funny thing is, I've been watching them for the last, all, all day long and yesterday, you know, it's like they come out, they spend a little time outside, then they go inside, then they spend time outside to go inside. Now when it is important for them to go inside in the evening, they don't seem to want to go inside. And I, I really... It's like, I can't leave them outside because there's a good chance raccoons will come eat them. And I don't want the raccoons to eat my chickens. No different from kids, man. As soon as you tell them it's time for them to go to bed, they're like, no, yeah. you're killing me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So they this, this, re, this article here goes on how to make your tallow and then how to pressure can your tallow. And pressure canning your tallow will mean you can get a couple of years of storage of your tallow on the shelf. So. A question. Mm-hmm. Can you make tallow from any animal fat or does it have to be beef? Well, it's only from beef. You can make, you can make beef fat. I have pork fat too. I make, I make, I make, uh, I make it from, but pork fat doesn't have the same consistency as tallow to use okay. it for candles and other things. Pork fat is what you use for other stuff. So it's more like the bacon grease you collect after cooking bacon. Yeah. And the interesting thing about pork fat, uh, the bacon grease you collect from bacon is pork fat. Mm-hmm. And if you purify that pork fat, in other words, after you've collected it for a while, you then scrape it out the jar and melt it down and then get rid of all the little crispy bits in there and turn it into pure. It turns pure white again. And then you can can it for long-term storage. Cool. The fuck is that? Hmm? Sounds like an engine going by. Hmm. Do you hear it? Oh, no, I don't hear it. There's nothing on my end. It was like room. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, I know what that was. That was my webcam uh, picking up the uh, sounds of a car going down the street. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it was sounding like a car going down the street, literally. All right, you have one here. The baby formula was solved when the plant reopened, but now it's been closed down again. What? Yeah, so the country's largest baby formula plant went back into production, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, okay, we're everything is solved. No more baby formula shortage. And then two weeks later... 
they shut down again. And the reason why they shut down is because they got flooded. What confuses me is the fact that they are located in Michigan. Flooded. How can a place in Michigan where it rains as much, almost as much as here on the island, how could they not be set up for flooding? Oh, shit. That's something that really confuses me. Like, Michigan is not dry like L.A. or something. They, when they have rain, they have rain. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a confusing thing to me, but it also brings to mind the fact that we've had a lot of food places shutting down because they've caught fire, had planes crash into them, oh, yeah. what have you. And I'm just thinking maybe they've stopped crashing planes and setting them on fire and they're turning to more natural appearing methods. Yeah. Like they're flooded in yeah, Michigan? Well, absolutely. Come on. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's go cover up a couple of things here since we're getting towards the end of the show. A couple of quick things before we go into our TikToks. Money saving tips from the 1940s. You're going to need these folks. They're very useful. Yes, they are very useful. Food and drink in times of rationing, you know, as well as adding, you know, um, adding beans, rice, bread, or onions to bulk out your meal. Butter. Cabbage is a great thing to add to bulk out your meal too. Yeah, butter. This is the most interesting thing to me. I'm going to be doing this with my butter. I never thought about this. You take oil, you add a cup or two of oil to a pound of butter, and you turn it into two pounds of butter. You add two-thirds cup. Uh, I've actually been doing that with my butter. You add two-thirds cup oil. What you do is you heat up the, the butter just enough to melt it down. You add yeah. the oil, mix it together, and then you let it harden again. Yeah. And you end up with it also a, makes it spreadable. I said you end up with a spreadable butter, and your butter goes much further, and you can still use it for all your cooking because it has oil in it. It's pretty awesome. Yep, it's something I'm going to be doing to my butter to make my butter go further. I'm testing out different oils. So far, sunflower oil is my favorite one. The peanut oil? Nope, don't do it. It tastes funny. Try olive oil um, or um, grapeseed oil or... Um, sunflower uh, oil is really good because it doesn't really add any flavor. Well, it just makes neither, it taste like butter. Neither will olive oil. That's true. You want you want all you want oils that have you want oils that have almost no oil no flavor. Peanut oil will have will add peanut flavor to it. Sugar. And they're talking about using alternates in your sugar here. Bread. They mentioned honey here, but you can yeah. also use molasses. Yeah. Molasses is very cheap still. Mm -hmm. I would recommend that people stock up on molasses because it does add a sweeten a sweeter flavor to yeah. things. And bread, don't throw out all your old bread. Keep your old bread. Use it in the breadcrumbs. Do all kinds of things with it. Chicory for your coffee. Just lots of really good things. Borrowing, mm -hmm. stocking up, garden produce. Plant those gardens now, folks. As I say, the best time to start a garden was 10 years ago. Second best time is now. So this is a really good article, has lots of really great stuff. Making old into new, pans, recycling foil, jars, mend or upcycle old clothes, 
You basically don't want to waste a single thing. You will use things until they are no longer usable, including soap bars. That little, oh, yeah. that little scrap of soap that you have left when you can no longer wash yourself with, toss it into a little bucket in your kitchen or in your bathroom. And when you collect enough of them, you melt them down and turn them into more soap. I've done that. I've done that just to see how it goes. I did learn that you need to add some water to it for it melt for it to melt properly. <laughs> yeah. If you add essential oils, or even if you just add uh, different flowers that have a strong scent, mm -hmm. it will actually make your soap taste like, or not taste like, no, like, like yeah. that. Are you eating your soap? Hmm, something wrong with that. No, but you know, when I was a kid, soap-flavored gum became a really popular thing, and I just couldn't do it. Now, soap-flavored gum and gummies are, once again, a popular thing. I don't get that. All right. Well, on that note, before we go into the uh, TikToks, I think we're going to deal with butt juice plugs or butt juice bugs. What? Butt juice bugs. Oh, I always call them spit bugs. Well, they are spittle bugs, but it's actually made from their butt juice. That's special oh yeah well the thing is i was trying to figure this out trying to understand this because they're all over my garden right now mm, yeah they're, they're everywhere right now i guess they like damp well they do they do need damp okay and this is an article about the you know this little spit here and it's caused by these bugs that need a very moist area and they create the moist area by excreting their butt juice which creates bubbles for for them to live in that's kind of gross. And they're known as spittle bugs, but they're up for the unusual habit of their little tiny bubble houses in their nymph stage. They don't hurt your plants because this is the one thing. Do they hurt my plants? Does it have any impact on my plants? They don't impact the plants whatsoever. They just look kind of gross all over your plants. Now, if you're harvesting something, you just wash them off and they're good. Not a problem. But other than that, you can just leave them there. So it's really it's also fun. really gross when you get it on your arm. Yes, it is. It is. And and now that I know it's butt juice, it's even more gross. And that's the bug that creates them. Ew. Yeah, that's the bug that creates them. And it and it comes from their butt juice. They they excrete it from their butt from their anal cavity. That's just wrong. <laughs> Which I thought was you just know, I could have gone my whole life without knowing exactly how spit bugs made their homes. <laughs> so they don't actually spit. They fart. It looks like spit. <laughs> yes, it does. But it's farts. Little farts wrapped in bubbles. It looks so happy. <laughs> yes, it's a happy little bug. It looks like really happy, like creepy uh, serial killer happy yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, they don't harm the plants. They're kind of like, like, like leaf hoppers and aphids do. They are sap sucking, but they don't consume enough to damage the plant. They drink the okay. watery sap in the plants and the sap carries the nutrients and then they create their little bubble homes and then they sit there and it's excreted out of their rear exit. Yum. So they're butt, butt juice plugs or bugs. Yuck. I just had to bring that one in because it just made me giggle. <laughs> All right. On that happy note. Let's go check out, see the TikToks. The what the TikToks have brought us this week. Because All right. We never get to everything that we have in here. 
No. All right. Remember that, folks. We have so much stuff in our notes. Lots of really great stuff. The show notes get published eh, anywhere from, you know, 15 minutes to an hour. It'll be a little bit later tonight because I got to go out and chase chickens and get them in their fucking coop. <laughs> but uh, I'll get the show notes up tonight and uh, we will. Uh, you can go check out the show notes at uh, at the roguesoasis.com and uh, find out all the cool stuff we have in here. And we have lots. And because we've decided that every show now, we just wipe out all the notes and we start fresh each and every show. So you'll have to look back on all the show notes for everything that we've ever covered. All right. TikToks. First thing. Historical war over Hans Island now over. Oh, God, this was such Great a cool thing. Which you don't get to say often when you talk about maps. The 50 it was. All they did was leave a Greenland bottle of liquor from their yesterday. country. The foreign ministers. Of you, you can't hear it, so you don't understand that it's talking over you. I paused. No, it. I didn't realize that. Sorry. It's talking now. We're going to let it talk. Breaking news, <laughs> which you don't get to say often when you talk about maps. The 50-year whiskey war between Canada and Greenland turns out they ended it yesterday. The foreign ministers of Canada and Denmark announced on Tuesday that they finally reached an agreement on who owns Hans Island. They're going to split it down the middle. That's actually an amazing deal because it gives both Canada and Denmark a brand new land border with more than just one country. And it connects Canadian land directly to the European Union. Apparently, the timing of the announcement was to show that territorial disputes can be settled peacefully, even as others rage on in conflict. You don't redraw boundaries on barrel again. If you've heard about this saga, you'll be pleased to know that the two countries traded liquor again one last time to mark <laughs> the end to one of the weirdest and nicest border disputes on record Breaking uh, news. that's sad i really love the fact that they kept fighting in there to see who owned it by sticking their booze on the island now yeah, they... i thought that was the coolest war ever man it's the longest war yeah. with the least amount of bloodshed yeah it was all about the booze man <laughs> oh we, our booze is here now it's ours and then denmark <laughs> comes in it's our booze here it's ours and canada's our booze here it's ours and now they've decided to split it down the middle. That's sad. It is. I love that one. Uh, that one there was always amusing to me every time it popped up in the news. I always considered it as they were leaving a gift for the next shift, man, because yeah. that's all it was. They'd leave their liquor bottle and then the next shift would come in, drink the liquor bottle and leave their own. Yeah, it was Canadian whiskey versus uh, Denmark's... Um, um, what the fuck did Denmark put out there? They didn't put whiskey. They put something else. They put their major liquor, I guess. Yeah, their major liquor. Anyway, all right. How Victoria, B.C. police handle mental health issues? They shoot them. Maybe not. Kinda. These videos were taken by neighbors in Victoria who witnessed how the local police department responded to a man. Holy fuck, they sent an armed car in there? Yep. That's fucking insane. Go Victoria Police. In a mental health crisis. Those who knew the man said they knew he had mental health issues, but he had never been violent. When and then they launched tear gas grenades through his fucking window. Oh, yeah. When the fuck did this happen? I know that building, too. Yeah, I sort of recognize Police it. arrived. Michael, a 61-year-old black immigrant from Granada, was alone in his apartment. Police claimed that Michael refused to communicate with them. But neighbors say they had seen him talk to police for about an hour before he closed his windows. That's when officers got on top of their armored tank, smashed in his windows, 
and sprayed irritant gas into it for hours. The building had not been evacuated, and people ran out of their apartments, vomiting as the gas spread to their units. Those who saw what happened are in agreement. They say police used an excessive amount of force in how they treated Michael, and they say the official report does not match what actually happened. You can read the full story at capitaldaily.ca. All right. Well, I can understand that. Police always use excessive force when they can. Yep. I am I am privy to that actually happening to me about uh, 20. How old are you? You're like 34. 30 years yep. ago. 30 years ago. When the police rocketed into my place and fucking launched tear gas grenades for somebody who was holed up in there and they wanted badly. Mm-hmm. All right. What if water is God? Well, water is God. Without water, you don't live. Without God, you can't live. So you need God. Oh, you'll love you that. All right. Let's go see what we got. What if water is God? then that would mean God is both in us and all around us. That God is both above and below us. Why a woman's water breaks when we're born and why some religions observe the ritual of baptism. But if water was God, then that would mean that God has no gender, that God takes the shape of whatever container God appears in, which would explain why we have so many different belief systems, which begs the question, what is the spiritual significance of poisoning the water in Flint, Michigan, or the oil burning in the Gulf of Mexico? or the large islands of garbage floating in the Pacific Ocean. If God was water, would that not mean that every natural place is holy, that every thunderstorm was a church without walls, that when the rain falls, it's an act of God's death giving life, and when it evaporates again, it's the day of resurrection, and life itself was just a test of learning how to be and flow like water, how to give life to other people, and how to refresh their spirits and quench their thirst with your presence. All right, you got a dick on the right side who mm -hmm. is being an asshole about that, but that is actually a pretty decent insight into into things. I really liked what that guy said. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's a preacher or not, but he sounds like a preacher I used to talk to. Yeah, well, the, in the dick in the blue glasses, the guy who looks like he has male hormones running through him, but... It's so full of soy that he probably couldn't get a heart on if he was standing in a fucking strip bar. And she was trying to blow him. But uh, <laughs> other than that, that's the same. All right. Anyway, that was actually kind of an interesting thought process. I, I kind of like that thought process. Me too. All right. High school versus college. Excuse me, Rebecca, why weren't you in class yesterday? You were presenting your Alzheimer's research to the United Nations. Well, that's great that you have copies, Rebecca, but you missed a very important lesson on Punnett Squares. You're going to be very behind. Well, I am so sorry I missed class on Monday. My rat got out of his cage and turns out he's a Michelin-starred chef and was teaching me and my friends how to cook. It was really insane. Need to use the restroom right now? Can it wait? We're learning to graph parabolas. Your bladder's going to explode. Well, you really need to use your time more wisely. Four minutes is more than enough to go a quarter mile across campus and use the restroom. Yeah, Elijah? Oh, you don't have to ask me to use the restroom. Sometimes nature calls and she does not like going to voicemail. You can just get up and go at any time. And Thursday is your final exam. Now, anything in the textbook is fair game, including some of the lessons that we didn't get to. So if you're serious about your grade, I would block out maybe 40 hours the next two days to study. And Thursday is our final exam. Now, I sent everyone a study guide to your email. If you fill that out, I think the exam's going to look pretty familiar. Excuse me, Rebecca, why weren't you in class yesterday? <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sounds like fucking college. United Nations. Yep. 
<laughs> that, that pretty much sums up college versus um versus high school because when i finally went to college and it's like oh fuck man this is like easy as fuck all right well that pretty much wraps us up thank you everyone for showing up fuck we had six people here the whole goddamn time we did it was pretty awesome i hope everyone enjoyed the show yeah don't forget man go check out the uh the roguesoasis.com to see all the stuff at the uh, general store we got lots of cool shit there for sale also hey you can go donate to the show or uh send us all kinds of other cool interesting stuff right now we've got tons of freeze-dried food available to you and the freeze-dried food i can ship it all because it's shippable shit i can't ship everything really? but the freeze-dried food i can ship Hmm. So, I thought there was this ban on shipping anything that hadn't been like professionally packaged. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Hmm. So I will ship oh, it just fine. That might just be across the border. Never mind. It could be. Well, we'll see what happens if I ship it across the border. So we'll find out. Lots of really great stuff. If you want the really good stuff, though, come to the uh, Honeymoon Bay Market. That's where we got it, everything. All right. A little bit of music. Carry us on out of here. These are the days of thunder We're gonna make time stand still A quarter after midnight I'm watching the wall Sometimes I feel so uptight I just can't sleep at all Every day doing the same old thing, we're losing time. The weekend comes, we gotta have some fun and rewind. These are the days of thunder. We're gonna make time stand still. We gotta feel the hunger. Hanging over the edge just to taste the thrill. I feel the rope tightening, choking the fire air. We need to grab some lightning. Friday's almost here. Caught in a web, we need to cut this thread. We're hanging by. Where is it said you have to be half dead to survive? We're gonna make time stand still. We gotta feel the hunger. Hanging over the edge to taste the freedom.
Alrighty, folks. That's all we got for you now. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Adios, mofo.